G'day trail runners, welcome to episode 27 of the trail runners experience. So today I got to sit down with um, the one and only Annie Braddon. Now Annie's a bit of a local legend here in Adelaide. She's a running coach and a very experienced marathoner and she's at in the process of completing the Abbott's World Marathon Majors. Um, I, I joined Annie and her Wednesday morning speed group or her Wednesday morning speedsters and we talked about uh, we had I did the session with them and that was really fun uh, nice and early at 5:30 in the morning and then Annie and I had a chat afterwards about her experiences um, with trail running and marathon running and a little bit of coaching so um, we had a really great time and I hope you enjoyed the episode Hello and welcome to this episode of the Trail Runners Experience. Um, I've been focusing a fair bit on um, probably non-trail runners lately. I've had a f over the last few weeks, and today we we'll talked to another non-trail runner, and it's Annie. How are you, Annie? Good, thank you, Daniel. How do I say your last name again? Braddon. Braddon. I always have to check because with a name last name like Ferugia, I always <laughs> get it wrong. Always get no, it wrong. No, it's pretty simple. Yeah. Oh, good. Oh, you know. <clears throat> few people it surprises me with their pronunciations but you know, so you can't assume but yes so we've just sat we're just sitting here at the, in North Adelaide in the pavilion of the Uni Loop yes. one of the best spot best view in in town it's um, gorgeous we're watching a there's a PT session going on across the across the other side of the oval and uh, we've just finished one of Annie's uh, notorious I shouldn't say notorious sessions <laughs> a 5:30 a.m. session down here at the Uni Loop every Wednesday um, I came down and did it and dragged my sorry butt out of bed. You did? Yeah. Very early. It was good. Um, yeah, you had a huge turnout this morning. We did, yes. That's about sort of normal numbers, around 26 to 30 people. That's amazing. It is. It's so, so many. And um, that's grown over the last, you've been doing it for a couple of years now, haven't you? Yes, um, we, we started as an introduction to speed. I found that there was a niche in the market for people had a illusion that you had to be fast to start speed sessions. Yes. Um, so we started out and for a three month trial and we built from that and here we are. And you're, um, so yeah, I suppose I should mention that you're a, Annie, Annie you're a coach and yes. you're a coach with Ultra Runners SA, SA. and um, you're also a pretty accomplished marathon runner and so I want to ask you about your marathon running in a minute but so you, with your sessions you notice you've got quite a variety of, of abilities and ages like all yes yeah everything we have your first time people that have never done a speed session before um, and then we have some really speedy guys yeah. that uh, run really fast you do yeah and I think it's good to um, I they always say like I've that you should do your speed sessions with someone faster than you. It's always, it gives you that little bit of incentive to push a bit. Um, you don't want to be running as fast as you can in every run you do, but there's speed sessions. It's good to have someone to, to, yeah. to sort of push you along or drag you along, so to speak. Yeah, but, um, exactly. Yeah, I, um, today was good. We were doing, was it eight by 600 meters? <laughs> and it's a pretty tough distance, six, as I said to you before, 600. I um, I remember doing it as a kid, and I hated the distance because I'd always go out through the first two hundred way too fast, and and just and then just have the full lactic burn for the last four hundred <laughs> meters, and um, but it's um today it was all right. I was a bit smarter because I've had a bit of a cold. I held off a you bit. You held earlier. off. You said you yeah. were going to hold off. <laughs> yeah, I I started to pick it up towards Smart. the end, and there was a one of the fast guys. I don't know who it was. He was coming up behind me. It was probably about my fifth repeat. And um, I could hear him breathing down my neck and I had a couple of hundred metres to go. And I thought, I'm just going to try and stay in front of him. And so I picked up the pace and I managed to stay in front of him. Like, I think he probably had started 20 seconds after me, but, you know, I still managed to hold him at bay. You know, like, <laughs> so that was good. It, ga it gave me a little push along and um, certainly, yeah, I feel good. I'm glad I, I did good it. About it. Yeah, yeah it's good. No, it's great. And um, you've got, you know, every, every Wednesday around uh, mid-morning, 
I look on Facebook and there's always dozens of funny <laughs> photos and you know it's, it's like oh, <laughs> they've been at it again <laughs> well yeah it's kind of uh, become a common thing I guess um, we do our session and we take some photographs and everyone enjoys that so it helps to get them out to bed if they're going to get their photo as well <laughs> yeah exactly and you've got Gary um, oh. Gary Denham does beautiful photos does beautiful and, photos and he gets on there and he's um, yeah he always manages to get people in a very natural pose like natural smiles and and um yeah he does I, when they're feeling their worst he brings out the best photos yeah everyone's looking amazing. all sweaty <laughs> yeah oh it's, it's fun and you know like it's been harder now because it's uh, getting darker and darker in the morning it's getting darker and darker but yeah. you know the group is just um they're real committed they're committed and i guess well why wouldn't you be i mean ultra runners as they like Ben's putting on a free speed session. Well, you're putting it on. I'm putting so it on, ben. but yeah. you know. Um, I think it's amazing. It's, it's for Ultra Runners SA and, yeah. you know. And so you're, um, you're, you're putting that, you're, you're coaching for Ultra Runners SA. Yeah. You're doing the session, you're running the session. <laughs> yes. And but you're a marathon runner, a road runner. I'm you, a road runner, I and, know. And most Seems of Ben's Oh, Ultra Runners SA or Ben Hawking's events are trail races, <laughs> ultra trail races. Which Everything I don't like. Oh, I know. So, so you're basically like the trail runners experience. You're like the, the anti-trail runner. You, yes, I am the anti-trail runner. Yeah. You, you like I to know. run fast on the road. Yeah. Yes. Which I can respect, but yes. you know, um, to an extent. <laughs> um, so yeah. So tell me, how did, how did that come about with you getting involved with, with Ultra Runners SA? Formerly um, known as Yumigo. Yumigo. How yeah. I first met Ben was um, I had an injury and I had to stay off the road. And because my husband Mark did um, trail running, he said, I'll come to this training group and run. So I thought I'd do a few trail runs. And the first one I lobbed up, up to was one of Ben's summer trail series trail runs. And what I liked about about it was I was the slowest person we were at Murray Alta I was scared out of my wits coming down this technical thing and everybody didn't care well so they said they didn't care but they just waited and Ben come back and he said you're out here to my group and that's all I care about I want people running trails and from that moment um, yeah I guess that was yeah my that's amazing. Yeah, how I got started with Yumigoi. It's funny, yeah. And like you, because now your sessions, you've got a real cross-section of people doing different types of races, yes. haven't you? Not just marathons. No, everybody, yeah. yeah. So trail run, a lot of trail runners, ultra runners. Yeah. And do you have people doing shorter things? Like, I know a lot of people are doing their, like, a lot of their people own come, sessions as well. Uh, yeah, they do their own sessions. We actually have people doing them virtually now because they can't get here yeah. Um, Wednesday mornings they'll just log in and go well this is what I've done I've done it around this oval and this is my times or whatever so they want to be a part of the group but they actually can't come here so that's yeah. that's pretty cool as well that's amazing yeah <laughs> you um and you've, you guys even got your own shirts now which is we're getting know. our own shirts <laughs> yeah. I know speedsters <laughs> we're getting our speedsters we we stole that from Ben yeah that's so good is it the Mekong ones Yes, yeah, yes. I'm wearing a Mekong one. Yeah. They're really good, good designs. Yeah, they've got some new stuff coming out. And yeah. They're, they're really cool. And I kind of like to think that, you know, we're helping the community out. And, yeah. You know. People love wearing running shirts. New, a new running yeah, shirt, you know. Ben Porteous is yeah, he's, awesome he's been great. Well, he designed my shirts yeah. and, um, a few years ago. And I'm due to get some more off him soon. But, like, he, yeah, I like that he can custom... You know, customize the design. And I like that they're just so cool and different. Super comfortable as yeah. well. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their style—they've got a new style. Um, they've got the varsity ones. Have you seen those? <laughs> yeah. I think they look cool. Very American. They're very yeah. American. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, but they look—they're they're, they're simple. I like. So I like old school kind of designs. You know, like the, they're almost remind me of like eighties designs. Yeah. You know, yeah. Well, he went uh, to a lot. Of trouble sort of trying to get the feel of the uni loop and what we feel when we're out here oh really yeah oh. so it's cool that's great yeah oh there you go shout out to mekong that they're, <laughs> they're good shirts they've done really well like everywhere you go now every everyone's wearing a mekong shirt. Wearing a mekong shirt yeah but um well here in adelaide anyway um they do 
anyway, but now the Mekong looks great. So you're wearing, I was just looking at your shirt, it's a really nice shade of blue. Yes. And it's, you're wearing Chicago. the Chicago Marathon yes. shirt from 2018, <laughs> this yes. year. So, yeah. and it's a, that's something very big that you've um, been involved with. And on the sleeve of the shirt, it's got the Abbott World Marathon Majors, which is, can you explain what that is and what, and, yeah. and how you fit into that picture? Well, the Abbott World Majors, there are six World Major marathons, um, which include New York, Boston, Berlin, Chicago, Tokyo, and London. So once you have done the six World Majors, you can do them over any time frame, um, you get the Abbott World Majors medal. Amazing. Yeah. So not easy. No, not especially not living in Australia because we've got all the travel. Like yes. people that live overseas, they can just sort of they're all in the jet. northern hemisphere. They aren't can they? just jet across. Yeah. So we have the expense, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, and and, and getting into the mall is quite difficult. Yeah. 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 So you you've managed, how do you, how have you secured a place? Have you got qualified? Um, I qualified um, for 2015 New York, so that's where I sort of got started, um, and. Then I wanted to do Boston, but I had an injury. Uh, so I didn't do Boston in 2017 and kind of regretted it. So I yeah. went and ran Gold Coast Marathon to get a qualifying time. Right. To secure my place in Boston. For the following year, yeah. Yeah, in and the following year, 2018, yeah. Yeah, and so you've done two of them this year. No, 2018. Uh, 2018, yeah. I did three majors. As so, well as Barossa. Oh wow! So what were they? So I did Boston. When I yeah. come back from Boston, uh, that's when I went. I definitely need to do the majors. When I seen everybody getting the, the medal. majors medal over really? there, that's where I went. I just need to do everything now. Put out all stops to get into them all and fast track them all and get them done. Yeah, at um, so you. Which was difficult. It would be super difficult, yeah. just like the logistics involved, and obviously the cost involved of travelling, and also the, the copious training that you have to do, yes. and just over a long period of time. So you've done, so you've already ticked off what? Which one? New York, Yep. Boston. When I got back from Boston, uh, a friend said to me that Travelling Fit had places left in Berlin, so straight on the phone to Travelling Fit. I did Berlin. Secured a place. Yeah in Berlin wow. and then um, I was lucky enough that um, another friend said to me if you go through marathon tours which I was already a seven continents club member huh. you can get into Chicago and they said no we've got no places and so I thought well Chicago is off the radar then until you know 2019 but then they rang me and said we've got a place if you want a place in Chicago. So it's kind of meant to be. So I did Chicago yeah. three weeks after Berlin. Mm. Yeah, wow. And um, that's really close together. Yes, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah. Yeah, so. But in the meantime, I had to secure a spot for this year in Tokyo and London. Which so is coming up in, so Tokyo is coming up in like three, three weeks. weeks. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah. And then London, when's London? April. So that's yeah. pretty soon as well. Yes. And then that's, that's when you get your medal. Yes. How exciting. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, well, Tokyo in three weeks, it's going to be cold. I'll, yes. I'll tell you that much. Uh, not as cold as Boston. No, well, yes. So hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully not. Yeah. But so Boston, you had that crazy weather. Yeah. And um, it was a, a historic year because of the, yeah. the rained quite significantly and it was windy. It was a monsoonal storm, yeah, yeah. worse in the history of the... What time of year is it again? Is it in their winter? Well, it's kind of, couldn't be anything over there. The year before, and I know um, Jane Luke did it the year before, it was extremely warm. Yeah. And it was unseasonably warm. Yeah. So, um, and then, but I know they suffered. That's <laughs> crazy, yeah, like the such... Yeah. You know, you could be training to be ready for the heat and then you get smashed yeah. with freezing cold marathon. And like even a lot of the old, uh, the elite runners dropped out. You know? It was the hypothermia. It was yeah. the wind chills that were minus 33 degrees. That yeah. was the main thing. It was the extreme 
yeah. wind and relentless torrential rains, but it was the wind chill and people were getting hypothermic. Yeah. You could not move well, your hands yeah. or your your face or it was very dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Um, how did you get through it then? What did you do? What, what, how did you make yourself in that uh, group that finished? I guess the how hard it was for me to get there. I soon realised that I was freezing and I was getting quite hypothermic um, and it was just a walk-run strategy. So from yeah. around after Heartbreak Hill, when I got really freezing and couldn't even <laughs> recognise anything, I yeah. thought, I'm going to finish this. So it was a bit of a walk-run. It was kind of funny because you were so freezing, nothing hurt but at the same time you was in tremendous pain like yeah. your hands and everything you couldn't get gels or yes grab a water cup even so you, you can't you couldn't even really run no. properly because of the and so you're not yeah you're not fatigued like marathon you weren't fatigued. marathon fatigued it, yeah um you were just in a pain of i can't even explain the pain <laughs> really of I've, cold yeah just yeah. so cold yeah and like did you wear a jacket Stupidly, no. So you didn't even have a jacket on? I thought I discarded. Well, how many times do you run a marathon and you get cold? Yeah. I think everybody thought at some stage it would get better. But I had a plastic poncho that somebody had taped yeah. around me and I think that saved my life. Probably helped a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Saved your life. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, did it just to keep your core a little bit warmer. Yeah, kept and me um, a little bit warmer. That, that's, um, the, I've never experienced that level of cold. I mean, in when I did the Buffalo ultra last year um in down in bright and we had crazy weather there yeah and it got i mean not minus 33 degrees it got it got down to to freezing though and like we had like torrential rain and yeah. it was and lots of people were dropping out and people not making it to the finish line and i remember um that experience like i had full mountaineering gear on basically because i yeah. like i was we had to carry that stuff with us and so that was a definite advantage. And like I put on wet weather pants, even though my legs were already soaking wet, just putting them on, it warmed me up so much. I mean, it was yeah. really uncomfortable. Putting pants on over wet legs, the w most uncomfortable yeah. thing ever, yeah. but it didn't. It made, made me so much warmer. Yeah. Like I was just like, it becomes about survival. Yeah. You know, you just go, it, I'm gonna it, survive well, that's this. that's it. And to see a road marathon, a hilly road marathon, where people did actually have full yeah. Snow suits on and ran a full marathon. Yeah. Crazy. And not get hot. And then you've got like Yuki Kawuchi, the Japanese runner, who ran it in a singlet, you know, and just blitzed the field. Yeah. Yeah, I love that guy. Like yeah. he he ran, but like he's accustomed to running in much colder conditions. Like, yeah. You, like I think he exactly. And a lot of the Kenyans just decided it was not worth. They could not do it. Yeah. You know, they just dropped out. Well, their bodies are like um. A money-making yeah. machine for them they need yeah. to be able to recover quickly and if they're not going to win they'll just pull out or like if they're not if they're going to put themselves in too much pain it's not worth not them finishing move on yeah they need to move they on. need to be yeah. able to make money yeah and like fair enough i suppose but yeah. i like it you stuck it stuck it out so it was not a not a pb it, it, I blew out to a 4.15 and 10 seconds. I, I oh, that's actually good. I actually, yeah. I had, I, I put it out there. I was sort of hoping to get a sub four, but in my mind, I sort of thought it would be over four. But with the walking that I did, I kind of think 4.15, 10. It, it, I got the medal and I was yeah. happy. Yeah. And to conquer it in such a difficult year. Yeah. And forevermore, you'll it. be able to go, I did Boston in the year, in the, year. the cold year. Yeah, and everyone will know. Year. Everyone <laughs> yeah. will know that yeah. year. Yeah. And because, um, I mean, it, it may yeah. never get to that no, again. No. And, you know, not like, in my lifetime. I don't no. think it will ever do. And if no. it does, you know, we're all doomed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but um, did you, would, do they have like, was there ever a, thing, a thought that they might cancel the race? They said no. They, they obviously had to put a lot more things into place. Um, I can't imagine it would be safe for the volunteers and stuff as well. Oh, they were tremendous because um, they stood out there like it was just amazing. Yeah. Uh, but because of the bombing in Boston, 
that town is so patriotic. Yeah, and so it's really important to watch. It's yeah. more, it's important for everybody to go. Yeah. If, if if people are running the Boston Marathon, we are out there to support you, and that's yeah. just what the town is like. And unless nice. you've experienced it, yeah, you don't know that patriot. Yeah. Yeah. I I, like, can, I can kind of understand that. Like, I remember when that the bombing happened, and it was such a big deal. And I remember, I was doing, I was lining up for a race not long after, here in Australia, and I remember there was talk of like oh it was it was coming up like everyone was talking about the bombing and it was like who yeah. would attack a marathon it's such a Crazy. place of goodwill you know every yeah. you know i always say you know you go and stand at the finish line of a, of a marathon especially a big city marathon and this the atmosphere is fantastic yeah. like you're not gonna it's like a music festival in a sense like it's just yeah. everyone's happy and high yeah. and emotional and that's what it was like everyone still went out to cheer and they were yeah. like if you're out here running in this weather we're here and they yeah. had vaseline for faces they were doing people's shoelaces up they were opening gels for people because you couldn't use your hands yeah literally wow so yeah it was great insane and so you got that one so god um, boston did come back yeah. Um, ran Barossa as a training run, <laughs> um, which yeah. was an experience. Was that? Oh, that was cold too, wasn't it? Or oh, windy? No, that was actually. That was good. Well, it, it was quite nice. Um, so well, did that as yeah. a training run, and then three weeks later, I went to Berlin. Yep, the flat, the flattest marathon. The flattest marathon yeah. where they broke the record. Oh, you were there when. Uh, you yes. saying yeah, it was Kipchoge. Yeah. Smashed that. Yeah. That's amazing. Unfortunately, I. Um, I ran a 405, um, stream, extremely hot, the intensity of oh, the sun. Yeah, wow. Like we have Australian heat, but the intensity of this sun was- it was, humid as well or was it? No, it was just an intense, hot oh, sun. Wow. That was, um, yeah, it was very hot. <laughs> That's brutal. I, I, I didn't realise it got suffered. so hot. Yeah. And so he still smashed the world record in that. He was not hot. <laughs> Why? Obviously. Because he got it done before it got too hot? Maybe he would have gone faster if it was if it was not hot. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. how much? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that if he's in the same condition this year, I think he'll break two hours. I think. Yeah. I think, he I could, think it's a possibility. Yeah. But well, he'll yeah. definitely, he'll get the world record again. I'd like to see him, like if anyone's going to break it. I talk about this a lot because I just. It's so fascinating. I know. And, and he's such a great athlete and a humble athlete. Yeah. You know. Um, it, it was so cool yeah. too because people had, as soon as he broke the record, people were writing signs and then coming to sort of the last seven Ks. Yeah. Holding up signs saying the record's been broken. And it was oh, wow. just, everybody just sort of, their spirits sort of were lifting. Yeah. And they were singing out, you've only got like seven Ks to go and the record's been broken. It's like, it's amazing. You're and in to a be race part of, of something history. history. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was, yeah. I've said it, that, that was the, the, the greatest sporting event moment of the last few years in any sport, I reckon. Yeah. Just such a phenomenal, because it wasn't just a little, he destroyed he it. He destroyed it. Over a minute. Yeah. You know, and that, each year they have a, famous runner on the back of the medal and he was actually the person oh, he won on the, the back before, of the medal yeah. Yeah. yeah so um yeah. it was very very cool experience that, that is that's amazing yeah. yeah i um yeah i'd love to meet him i'd like wouldn't mind um yeah i, I just i like his mindset you know just yeah. and just the hum humility yeah it was it was, it was pretty yeah pretty cool and so there was you know two, so there was two of my marathons which i'd hoped to do the whole six pages in under four so there was already two um, of them just over two, four two of them over four really crazy conditions for both um, really <laughs> so yeah so then uh, i flew home unfortunately the the day i was leaving to berlin i got a call to say that my mother was going to pass away really so i had to um go to the hospital and say goodbye to my mum and then go straight to the airport. So oh. I f was over there um, on my own and L Laura was there and Tori was over there and um, I had no nobody with me and I got the call um, that my mum had passed away. Why I was on the bus tour going on a tour to the finish line and then to the expo and I got the call from Mark to say um, babe your mum's just passed away and I had to get dropped at the expo for four hours 
Wow. There was no way to get back because it was so. Yeah. I had to wait for to get. So you back. just had that horror, that news, and you're standing at the expo. Oh, it's at the yeah. finish line when I got the news, and then I had to get dropped at the, the um, expo, and then I had to. So I had to put all of that out of my head, <sighs> and run run the run Berlin. Then I had to fly home, um, organise my mum's funeral, and then. Um, five days later, I had to fly on my own over to Chicago. Oh. But <laughs> and I was there. How do you do that? How, how, do you, was, how did you... I think, yeah, I think it was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. Um, it, did you ever consider... Not going? Not, not going? Or not, if, or not even running Berlin? Because you had to run Berlin with that knowledge, did you? Or did you find out the finish line? I, I, I knew she was going to pass away when I left. And luckily I got to see her. I said, yeah. I, I did ask my dad and say, yeah. and he said to my dad, she I was, don't have to go. And yeah. he said, your mum, I would take my medals to show my mum. She had yeah. Alzheimer's yeah. very fast. And oh, he okay. said, your mum would want you to do it. He said, go. So, yeah. But I had to fly over not knowing what was happening. And um, then I got the call from Mark and um, then I had to put it all out of my head for race day and just get through it. But I'm sure it came into your mind a lot. Yeah, there were times, I think, yeah. during the I, race day, I didn't think about it. There were times, you know, I seen Tori and she, she didn't have to say anything, she just you know, hugged me and it was kind of, um, made the bus trip interesting because Mark was, I just burst into tears and I was just like crying hysterically and all these strange people that I yeah. never met before were just looking at me. But oh, really? they were runners and they kind of embraced me oh. and kind of said, are you all right and stuff. But yeah, then I come home and organised a funeral and then That's flew back and ran yeah. Chicago. And I think that was more wow. emotional because <clears throat> I went over there alone and, and you had a lot of time, more time to process it by then, obviously. Then I finished the line and that, it was quite emotional because I was like, I've done it. I've now got four majors. It's huge. It's yeah. huge and... It's literally like, you, nothing's going to stop you, you know, like, I know it's... And yeah. You've got to live your own life and I know it sounds, I mean, it's horribly sad and I don't know how you did it. It must have been really hard, but I think it's great that you... That your dad said that you know like you, your mum probably would have wanted you to do it like you know you got to keep living you know it's one of those things if it had been a race in australia i wouldn't have yeah done it but the the expense and yeah and you wouldn't have you would have lost a lot yeah the difficulty degree of getting into the races and that i decided to go ahead with it there's so much of your heart and soul will have gone into that medal by the time you get to the end like including you know yeah there's very mixed emotions you know i wasn't with my mum when she passed away yeah um but at the same time um yeah you've just got to make choices and yeah so <laughs> you you um it's amazing very admirable to get to what a busy period in your life yeah you know? so in the course of three yeah. weeks, you ran two marathon majors, I, I, and yeah, you lost your mother. Yeah, I, you know? I, yeah, I ran. Yeah, I ran yeah. Barossa three weeks later. Berlin run, lost her. Went back and ran Chicago. Snuck in under four hour. Oh, that's good. Um, so that made so that a little a, bit more a good, brighter. A good run. Like was it <laughs> a bit brighter? Yeah. Yeah, it rained the whole way, but it didn't seem to bother me. Wasn't I cold. just was focused. Oh. I need to just get this done. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And um, so far. I mean, you've already got a bit of a good cross-section of the courses then, like being the majors. Yeah. Have you got a favourite actual marathon course or race? Oh, so far it would have to be New York. Nothing oh, nothing beats New York. Yeah, really? Oh. Nothing. And Chicago. Chicago's good. Big yeah. cities. Amazing. American. Americans put on a great marathon, yeah. They, they do. They yeah. do. And I, yeah. I tell you, it's... It's so big for the economy of the yeah. cities too, you know, because you get people coming from all over the world yeah. and like they're bringing in, you know, bringing all their tourist dollars and, you know, and then there's all the businesses around and the hotels that make money and it's just like, I mean, that's what I think like little old Adelaide here, 
still has a pretty little old race, you know, like, yeah. and I, I think, you know, maybe one day it'll, when it'll grow into it. I hope so, because yeah. Adelaide is such a beautiful city. It is. There's lots of beautiful areas, areas to, run. to run around yeah. in. It's, it's gorgeous yeah. around here. As a road, you could do a really good road marathon here, you know. Exactly. I mean, the, the trail running is fantastic for the hills. Like I, I, like I say it all the time, it, you're not going to get a better, you know, like we're in the city now and I can see the hills from here. Like, yeah. I, you know, they're right there. You know, you go to Sydney, you want to run in the Blue Mountains. It's like two it's hours from it's the city. It's hours, yeah. yeah. I so, mean, in Adelaide, we're 45 minutes from anywhere, really. Yeah, it's great. It, it's yeah. awesome. I, yeah, I love it here. Um, so um, so next up is Tokyo. Yes. What do you, what do you know about Tokyo as a marathon? Um, there's a marathon there. Yeah. And I've heard it's... It's pretty flat. Pretty awesome yeah. marathon and the people and the culture is going to be different and I'm really looking forward to it. I'm hoping 2019 is going to be a better year for me. Yeah. Oh, good. So... Um, it's in a few weeks, so yep. you almost be ready to taper. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got one more long run, not this week. I did 35k last week, something short this week, and then um, I quite often knock out 40k's. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a decent sized long run. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, with the 40k long run. Mm-hmm. That's not really typical for a long for a training plan, is no. it? So, how does so how does that how does it, how does it why do you do it? Like, why do you do it that way? And you've got a, obviously your coach has told you to do that. I have a coach. Yeah, we've been training for for me to do multiple marathons close together, which is something I would never have been able to do. I would have done one marathon a year and pretty much broken down. Yeah, um, had a lot of injury. And the only way I was going to get through the marathon that I wanted to do was to hire somebody to really manage my load. And I got put onto a coach, his name's Paul Haynes. Paul Haynes, okay. Um, he trains elite athletes and gets a lot of elite athletes back to their chosen sport, whatever okay. it is. Right. Um, is his, he, where's he from? He is actually from Adelaide, but yeah. he's based in Queensland. Oh wow! So he was—he actually got Cadell Evans back when Cadell Evans was really broken and was always injured and stuff. Oh, so he's multiple sports, not just multiple race. sports. He does a lot yeah. of stuff with racing car drivers and. Mm. Um, That's fascinating. And yeah. so, what's the his main driving force? Uh, how he, what's his approach to your training? And you know, because He's, I think it's yeah. interesting because a lot of people would do like a 30k or 35k yeah. long run in the lead yeah. up, and I would have as well. Yeah, and um, I would have covered a lot of k's. So, my approach has been with the injury that I had, which was a hip tear, um, we had to lessen the k's. So, I do a lot of protocol protocols for recovery, ice bathing contrast bathing. I do a lot of cross training on the bike. So I do two sessions a week cross training on the bike. Swimming, which I don't really like doing, but I do it. Yep. Um, um, So the amount of Ks I run now, even in my peak phase with like the 35K run, it would probably be 55Ks would be total max a week, but that would only be in that peak phase so most of my running weeks now are really short runs fartlek sessions they're all conditioning sessions plus cross training plus a lot of weights wow done a whole heap of weights to strengthen the body the glutes it's all about the glutes it is all about the the whole chain yeah um so a lot more of that than actual running oh good yeah um it's very an interesting approach and I think um, it's obviously working because you're so it's far worked. so good. Yeah. yeah, because since I, when I signed up with um, Paul was last year. So it was before Christmas, Christmas of 2017, just before Christmas, I was broken. I couldn't run. Yeah, right. I'd qualified for Boston, signed up for Boston. They found the hip tear, couldn't run. Oh. So at Christmas... And yeah. I still hadn't run any kilometres and I'd had five months off. 
yeah, right. running yeah. with it, with this hip tear. And that's when, yeah, my physio said, you need, you need to, you know, contact Paul. Yeah. He trains elite athletes. And I said, well, he's not going to coach me. He said, he will. And <laughs> uh, I haven't looked back. Yeah, I've right. Just, from there, I ran four marathons last year. Wow. And, um, yeah. and, and still good. Um, I like the idea of a long, a long run. Yeah. And um, I think it's beneficial, especially if you've done multiple marathons before. And I, d I don't think it's something I would recommend to a new marathon no, runner. Definitely and, not. Um, and because I think people, people think it's sometimes a case of less is more. So, yeah. you, you know, in terms of you're doing a long run, but you're doing less of everything else. Yes. And so it's that recovery time. You're giving you plenty of recovery time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's so often neglected. You know, yeah, and so. we've we've talked about this often about yeah the approach to people's running and how they run and recovery time and running slower and all those sorts of yeah. things. So you said yeah. you know, when you do your forty k run, you're not going to run it that slow though. You're going to run it pretty close to marathon. Pace. I pretty much run it just by feel. All of my mm. runs, I don't run by pace anymore. Yeah. Um, they're all perceived effort so yeah um, I don't look at my watch for my tempo run and go I have to stick it you know 440 or 445 I run what I feel yeah um, and he gives me an effort to run it yeah and that effort may be different depending what I've done the day before so if he gives me an effort three 10k yeah that that for me could be a five minute pace Yes. Or I could have a really good day and it could be a 4.45 pace and or a 4.40 pace. Yeah, it could depend on like yeah. um, you know, how much sleep you got and, yeah. you know, what the weather's like. Exactly. you had enough to drink. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's amazing, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. So I don't, you know, all, all my runs are just my my effort. Yeah. And I don't do a lot of watching yeah. off the clock. The, um, yeah, yeah, that's good. I think... Yeah. Garments and all that, like you're, you're smart. These watches, they've become such a part of our life. Yes. But they, I think they can be a little bit dangerous in a lot of ways. You yes. Know? And so I, I think it is really important to try and reconnect with your own effort and your own yeah. how, how you're feeling. Yeah. And because, you know, Agreed. you could have, you could be. There's people who often will train with their with their buddy, their best friend. You know, they'll go. Out and, but one of them could actually be just a just a naturally fitter person, only a little bit. So if yeah. you're running to the other person's effort all the time, you're yes. not really giving yeah. yourself the best training possible. You know, you exactly. might be overexerting yourself constantly yeah. just yeah. to keep up with your friend. And, um, which is okay sometimes, but I think, um, yeah. It's sometimes it's not. And the only time I run by kilometers is actually for my long runs. Yeah. I will do a set amount of kilometers. Yeah. So you, um, how does that work, like time-wise? Time-wise, time um, I, I don't put any effort on what time I have to do my long runs in. If I've got a 35k run to do, I just set out. Yep. I, I'll check my watch a few times to make sure I'm not going too fast in the first few kilometres. Yep. But then I'll just cover my watch and I'll just run by feel. And my training run will be whatever time like my 35k on the weekend i think it was 325 and, yeah um, 10 seconds or something like that my other workouts during the week are all done by minutes so yep. none of them are done by time so if i've got a fight leg session or whatever it's even it's all in minutes it's not in distance yeah so um sometimes you might you know, people might go you run five point nine three but that's but it's around the post it, that's because it's you know 35 minute run or something like that and i'll just stop it because it's like i've got to do a 30 minute run done yeah. it don't get married to the i i'm no longer married to going around in circles yeah i, I know i look it's, fun. it's so funny today's session right we're doing was it six by 800 or so eight by 600 eight by and so that equates to 4.8 kilometers yes. of running I, it had entered my mind when I, was, I looked at my watch and I thought, if I just do an extra 200 metres at the end, I'll round up to an even five <laughs> kilometres. And, um, but I didn't because I try not, even though I do do it sometimes, if I've been out on a big run and I come back and it's like, 
19.9 kilometres, I'll run past the house and then turn I, around. I've yeah. done that many and many times. Yeah, nice and round People figure. that I do plans for too. It, yeah. it's, it's about, it is about distance. Um, but I try, if I do plans for people, I try and do what they want because I find, and you probably find the same, if you don't do a plan that's going to suit somebody's lifestyle and what they like and enjoy, yeah, then they're less likely to stick to it if it's way off of yeah, yeah. what they do and the days that they run and all those sort of things. So quite often... It's, I, I find, um, so most of my, my plans I do to the kilometres. Like yes. I, so because... I find psychologically it, people enjoy it because yeah. they like that the, the, the figure. Time is probably better in terms of a training metric. So the science is probably better in yeah. terms of running to, to time. Um, but I do it for, because I, I, I keep to distance because of the psychology. So yes, people like to be able I to go. Too. If they're training for a yeah. 50K race, they like, they to, like to be able to know that they can run that a certain distance, you know, like, yeah. And, and, and I think to be able to go, they've got the confidence of getting it done as opposed yes. to where, well, so maybe with the beginning athlete, it might be better to do distance. And then as, a, yeah. as you get more experienced, like yourself, yeah. you could change over to just running purely to time. Yes. I know a lot of coaches only ever train to time. Yes. And I think, you know, so there's merit in both, I do think. Because um, then you get into the race and it's like, okay, there's 41 kilometers to go, 40 kilometers, you know, yes, like you, it, it is, is all it about is, the kilometers. It is about the kilometers, yeah. yeah. Or miles, is. if you're in a, if you yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the other thing too, you, all you, these races that you do in America, it's all in miles. But it's funny, they all have kilometer markers. Yeah. Uh, do they have mile markers as well? Yeah, they oh, okay. have a lot of kilometer markers and they still have your 21K and, yeah, yeah so you, you, you can, yeah. I was talking, I talked to, um, trail runner you know, Lucy Bartholomew yes. a, a few months back she's, awesome. she's great and she was when she was training for the Western States 100 miler she um, said that she changed her watch into miles so she yep. was training to miles wow. so she got used to that yep. the feeling of how long it takes to run a mile yeah but then and so she did all her training like that which I thought was interesting yeah but then when she got into the race she, clicked, she changed it over into kilometers wow. so that it suddenly was like she liked that feeling of her watch beeping every minute or every yeah. you know, every few minutes because um, yeah which I would want the opposite like I'm more inclined to turn in the race to turn all the not those notifications off. off I don't want to I don't want to get reminded every kilometer that I'm running no, I, I I'll look at it if I yeah. want to look at it but um, it's kind of, it's it's catch two twenty situation isn't it it's yeah. kind of like you want to look. I think in a marathon, I always look for the first five Ks because yeah. you can blow yourself up. I mean, I think Dee Costello and that have yeah. always say that, you know, you can make or break your marathon in the first five Ks Absolutely. just by going too hard. Yeah. Um, that could be the end of your marathon and you've exploded. So I always watch my pace in that time. And I like to check where I've gone over the halfway mark yeah but after that it's pretty much holding on and <laughs> exactly you know and i mean if yeah if you're getting close to a milestone or a pb maybe then you might look a bit you know yeah and, and i guess when you're doing something like when i qualified for boston i knew i had to do a 350 yeah you have to be more aware of those things yeah yeah absolutely i am um, it's funny about going out too fast my first marathon the sydney marathon so it, I don't know, it starts on the northern side of the Sydney Harbour Bridge right. and you run a couple less, the, within the first kilometre you're on the bridge the, yeah, the, okay. and the whole Sydney Harbour Bridge is closed down for the runners and it's amazing and the bridge has got, you know, you go slightly uphill and then it's a long descent off the bridge, like a beautiful descent and you've got all of Sydney Harbour around you. Yeah. I went out really fast in that and I, I, I didn't look at my watch until three k's in I looked down I did the first three k's in under 12 minutes wow. <laughs> yeah so I, I was averaging under four minutes per kilometer yeah. and I was like oh because I could see that the three hour pacemaker was only a few meters in front of me yeah. and I'm like there's no way I'm running a three hour marathon and then I was like well back it off back it off Perugia and so I put the brakes on a bit and like kilometers four and five 
was significantly slower. slower. And I found my pace by then, you know. Yeah. But I tell you, I just was on this yeah. big adrenaline rush. You can, and yeah. you, you've tapered, and yeah. you know and you're taking off, and yeah. you know it's 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 very easy to. I find I always tell people that in a half marathon, if you blow out by 14, 15, it's quite easy to recover again to get to 21. Yeah. But if you blow out in a marathon, yeah. At 30, it's a long way to go. It's a long mm. that it doesn't sound long. You think, oh, how many times have I done a 12k easy yeah. training run? Exactly. But you blow out at 30, and um, that can be dreadful. It's a, it's a dreadful horror, <laughs> yeah. and everybody's been there. It's a. It's that's the beautiful thing about um, the marathon distance. It is just that, and, you know, it's not a 30 kilometer race. It's a, it's 42. I don't yeah. even know whether it's. We, we put these limits on our mind, you know, it's like, yeah. there's the finish line. I, I don't know, just it's at the edge of, well, for a long time, they thought it was the edge of what humans were capable of. Yes. Oh, you know, yes. You, you could, they, the, the whole concept of running a marathon, they thought you'd kill you. And I remember I did my first marathon. Well, it I did thought, kill the first person, didn't it? I did. <laughs> yes, it did. Um, old, old mate, um, what was his name? Um, Phidippides? Yes. Phidipp- yeah. He, uh, he died. He, he died. Did you, yeah, <laughs> yeah, not not very good. He didn't even get a race medal at the end. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it had disa- so but disappointing. Yeah, it, it is. I don't think it happened because it, it was he didn't put it on no. Strava, so it didn't yeah, happen. It didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think they they've sort of said that they the limits probably are running about thirty five, and that's why everybody struggles to that yeah. forty two because your body is just depleted of. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. I find that for me, the diff- most difficult part of a marathon, the marathon distance, is between about 22 and 30 kilometers. You know, it's mm-hmm. a really mental battle because once I get to the last 10 mm-hmm. Ks, no matter how bad I'm feeling, I know I can get it done. But when you've still got about half of the thing to go, you're in no that, man's land, oh, aren't it's, you? It's a really difficult time. Yeah. You know, yeah. And I, and you, I love watching the, the elites race at that because often, a lot of guys will try and make a, a break in that 20 to 30 zone yeah. and because it's early like if you can get but yeah. or like I mean the real race starts at about 30 k's or 32 k's yeah. but I mean I always think it's interesting the ones that can go they make that break and is that to yeah. psych people out because everybody at that stage is still thinking geez I'm not even halfway and yeah I've got so to get, tactical you know, I've still got nine k's to get to that 30 that magical 30k mark yeah i remember oh yeah struggling once with like 17 k's to go and i'm like oh 17 it's such a big number it's such a huge number to go you know i thought i'm never going to get this done but you know you just start you play all those mental games you play the mental games it's terribly mental the marathon yeah i'm sure ultras are but i'll never find out do you not want to do one i have actually done yarrabilla oh you have yeah yeah did not like that. Like Pretty up and down all. for a roadrunner. Yeah. Um, Never want to go back there. Right. Okay. Well, the difference between an ultra, even mm. if you're running hard, you're not ever, well, I shouldn't say not ever, but it's not, like a marathon is, I think, more grueling in terms of, you just, you're staying high for a long time. Yes. You're, 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 you're pushing, you're constantly pushing, so you're running a little bit faster. And there's very little variation in your tempo, whereas in an ultra, there's lots of variations. Yes. You come to a steep hill, you know, it, you're using different muscle groups, you know, you, you're, you're slowing right down, um, then you go down a hill and you can just let gravity do the work for you and run, So and the different terrain. So like, you're getting a lot of different parts of your body, you're getting different rests, you know? Yes. Whereas a road race or like, um, the 12-hour or 24-hour um, yes. where you're running around and around and around, it's just constant. It's and just constant. So you're working the same muscle groups all the time. Yep. You, there's, um, and your heart rate is just sitting up there. You it's know, just, it's, yeah. it's not... It's just waiting to <coughs> explode. Yeah. And I Whereas, think that's what it is. In the, yeah. in the marathon, you are just moving for that entire 42Ks. Yeah. You are running. Exactly. And and, yep. and it's, it's, it's hard. Like, and so... I mean, with my, a lot of the people that I coach, like I, I do put in a lot of, I make them run long 
flat runs too, you yeah. know, to, to really get used to having that leg turnover makes you a more economical runner, you know, yes. your, running, your running economy just improves dramatically by running a nice flat, where you can sit on a tempo, you know, for, you know, an hour, two hours, yes. where there's no variation, and then I throw them back into the hills, and they'll go, and like, they're still going to have to slow down to go up the hills, but they've got that ability to jump back onto a good pace, you yes. know, like, um, so, you know, you've got to, I think, for trail runners, the difference between trail runners and road runners, I think, is having to get used to running on all types of terrain, you know, yeah. just an up, down, flat, you name it, and dirt, bitumen. They've got everything. Yeah. <laughs> running on bitumen is really quite enjoyable. I, I don't care what anyone says. Well, oh, actually, I, I don't mind it. And, and, and yeah. like, you can get good grip on bitumen you know you can, like you, you know you, whereas better than the uni loop the uni loop is tough because it it's is, basically it a trail yeah. and um it moves under you so yeah and you yeah. lose like if you especially if you're really sort of pushing yourself you can feel that little bit of movement yes, under your foot you can. your foot probably slides back it might be a centimeter yeah. with every step yeah so you you lose you're wasting energy you're losing energy and, and I, that has an impact over a long time and um I'd like the six hour and the 12 hour and the 24 hour that are held here on this 2.2 kilometer track, it's, um, the, the surface becomes a real factor after a couple of hours. Because it it's quite um, like bumpy. Would you ever do it? Have you ever I've done, I've done the three hour, the, my own three hour just as, because yeah. I've had long training runs yeah. and Ben's let me into to yeah. just do three hours. Um, I don't know to, put my body through six hours of running. Um, it's tough. And I'm competitive enough within myself that I'd want to run the whole way. Yeah. So I, I'm doing the six yeah. hour this year and I, I've got a real, I, I don't actually have any desire to do the 12 or the 24, no. but hats off to the people who do. But like my, the six hour for me, I feel like it's sort of like a, a, like a mega marathon. You know, yeah, like it, it's like a marathon and a half, essentially. I have thought about, about yeah. it, but I, I would rather do something like the Great Ocean Road 60 or something that is actually a bit pretty. Bit, <laughs> I like the crowds. I like the people yeah. and I like all the, the good thing about the, this, the loop here is, yeah. you know, you've got people everywhere and they, they're is, constantly cheering you on. And every couple of k's yeah. you go past an aid station and you don't and you, so you don't have to carry anything. You can show, so you got all that. It's great. Yeah. And I think what I like about this when I've done the three hours, the couple of times I have, is you forget about kilometres. Yeah. You are just getting back to the start point, getting yeah. back to the start point around the loop. So you actually forget about how many kilometres you've done. Yeah. You forget about time. It's just get around back to the start again. Absolutely. I um, no. And the atmosphere here, like you said, for. It's, it's pretty electric. It's pretty, yeah. pretty and you, awesome. And you never actually like, get bored. I thought I'd get bored. I thought I would too, but yeah. you never. Yeah, I would actually, the six hour, I would hmm. think about. Maybe maybe next year when you're done with your majors, <laughs> you should uh, get, get have a go at it. I, I recommend it, you know, like, so. I'll have to get you to do me a play. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like, I keep, I got sick last year and I couldn't run yeah, it. And yeah. I wanted, but so this year I really want to give it a good go. Um, and I... I don't know, like I just, there's something about the six hour, it's like, and the thing is people go, oh, I'm just doing the six hour or I'm just doing the 12 hour. They're all different sort of beasts. Different. So yeah. in the six hour, like my plan is to not, you know, I don't stop. I won't, I won't stop at all. No, I wouldn't and, want to stop. Yeah. And I mean, I'll, I'll, my goal would be to, to um, run it, run the same pace the entire way, like yeah. to try and, and and not drift too much but yeah and like you know there's things you got to take into consideration like cutting the tangents you know like so that you don't run much so you what because i would use yes. my, in this case i would use my watch because i mean i actually would be running to a because yes. i'm aiming for a specific distance so you've got to run to the pace but yep. what's on your watch is going to be a greater distance than yes, what's the on tangents. the track so you've got to work the tangents like in the marathon yes, they probably Berlin, they yeah. have the blue lines yes. because there's so many variations of ways you have to go around yeah. things in berlin you have to follow the blue line yeah or you do and i actually ran a 1.1 kilometer more 
yeah. because I couldn't stick to the blue line. Obviously, you got to run but with people. You've and, got yeah. forty thousand people trying to stick to the blue line, and it's almost impossible. It's amazing how much of a, yeah. how much extra you end up but running. Yeah, yeah, did actually run a whole over just over a kilometre more. Yeah, I um so. And the uni loop, because it's not like a perfect circle at all. No. There's sections where it, it zigs and zags, and so you you have to cut. Yep. You have to know where to cut it, and like, and so I've I've actually been spending a lot of time, time. thinking about yeah. exactly where I'm going to run. And then when you because every three hours you change direction, you and do. so then the, that it changes again. It changes again. Yeah. And I've actually been doing my long runs down here because I live in the hills. I don't have anywhere flat. Yeah. Know. Um, so I've been doing it around here because it's safe. Um, yeah. This the surface of the uni loop is funny. It's it's harsh. It is harsh. It's a yeah. harsh. Every now and again surface. they they'll grade it and um, the council or whoever will um, you'll go over it and it's beautiful to run on when it's like that. Yeah. It's nice and firm. But after a while it gets a little it's, bit dry it's and rocky. It's actually quite rocky at the moment. Yeah. And um, it's which is a shame. It would be good if they kept it. It's. Like they kept it flatter. Like it's so, yeah, so frequently used by everyone, people in Adelaide. You know, oh it's, exactly. It's an iconic There's location. There's so much history on this uni loop. Like yeah. you've interviewed Jess Trengrove. Yeah, yeah, who trains she, here? She trains here. Yeah. All your hurriers, your Saturday mornings when I'm doing my long runs. Um, Port Adelaide Football Club, all, all the footy guys will be yeah. out here, and then like, it's, it's iconic. It is iconic. Yeah. Yeah. No. But um, but you know, it's run, it's owned by the uni, isn't it? Adelaide University. So well, exactly. Yeah, but it, no, it's a beautiful spot. Love being here. I've got nothing but positive memories. It's going to be uh, the yeah. six, twelve, twenty-four. You might want to think about the twelve. It's the tenth anniversary, Daniel. Doing the twelve now. <laughs> it's the tenth anniversary. Oh, it's just such a, a long time to run around circles, Eddie. Like I say, I've got lots of respect. But you've for got history here. Tenth anniversary of the Shut running at the twelve hour. Stop trying to persuade me. <laughs> I look, I um, I, I've got my uh, my niche. I'll stick to it. Oh, <laughs> so the good thing is, I always think about this. I, the six hour starts at six o'clock in the morning, finishes at midday. I can go and have lunch, and I by by the time all those other jokers have finished their twelve hour. I can be. Back. <laughs> I can have my feet up and be relaxing. You I know? guess. Yeah, I guess that, and I guess that's what my niche has always been: the marathon. Even yeah. though I haven't been strong in the marathon, I've sort it. of gotten injured. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, but doing a half marathon, it it's not the same, and you've got to run faster. It's intense. Yeah. It's intense, They're, and you don't. For me, I don't. There's nothing quite like. The marathon yeah distance absolutely and i think yeah a half, a half marathon i get really nervous at before yes. a half marathon because yeah. it, it hurts for it hurts. most of it <laughs> you know because like, you, unless you, you, you know if you're going to enter a race for a half you want to go faster i feel like i push yeah. almost as hard in a half marathon as i do in like a 10k right, you know yeah. like it's that That's same really but you know, you know yeah. I mean, you're in that sort of same yeah. zone most of the time like and it, so it's, yeah, it's a hor horrible feeling. Yeah. But um, yeah, I like. To, I need to do another. I, I say it all the time. Got to get back on and do another marathon soon. Yes, do, do another. It. Do another. Like, it's funny. Yeah. I ran my. I ran my marathon PB on the uni loop here. Oh wow. Dur during the six hour. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think I did. I think I did like a three seventeen oh, marathon. Oh, that, that's pretty good. Yeah, and like, but then went on to do. Ah, oh, and like, is that? It was a real. It's funny. It was a real mental barrier in the six hour, getting over the marathon distance. Yes. Going. Like I saw, like the last three k's, you know, I was about thirty nine k's. I'm like, what am I doing? I've still got hours to, of running to go, but for some reason, I felt like stopping at the marathon <laughs> distance, and then I got over it. And I mean, I did slow down after that, and. and because it is really hard to keep pushing after it you is. get to there. There's a real psychology. But then once I got to 50, I thought, oh yeah, I got a bit more in me. And then I pushed through you, and I got to, I got, I think I got to like 65 wow. that, that one that's, year. That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. good. But like, again, it's one of those things, I feel like I just could have gone, mm. so I just, I wish if I had maintained the pace I was on, which yeah. was a pretty quick pace, I know I could have gone. Yeah. Well, I and think that's some the of the females running. in the six, our, I know like Jane Luke, um, she's done about 62 maybe in the six hour. Yeah. So no. that's pretty, 
Yeah, I'm not sure that I can do that distance. You never know. And something really yeah. weird happens once you get back over the 50. It's like the it's, mindset change. Yeah, like there's a huge mindset change, and it's like, you know, and like, it's, and I think it's in every ultra that I do. As soon as I get over the marathon distance, basically, I have a different my mindset changes. Mindset like I'm changes. sort of relieved to have that behind me, and like, um, and even like the 100k. You know, you get over one map after that, you've done a marathon. Oh, you almost stop thinking about that sort of distance and then before you know it you've done two marathons in a day you know and, and then it's like it's yeah it's so weird but uh, the human brain is odd yeah yeah very yeah i um yeah, i have a uh what i'll do i'm gonna we're gonna finish up in a second but i've got something that i'd like to do you may have heard i do every week with my uh it's time for the fast five with five questions yep okay and just give your best answer and without okay. too much thought, if you can. Okay. So question one. Annie Braddon's Fast Five is, okay, first, first question. If you could go for a run with any celebrity, be they living or dead, who would it be? They don't even have to be a runner. <laughs> I got no idea. That's right, there's no wrong answers. Celebrity. Oh my god. Mm. You can say pass if you like. Pass, I'll pass, pass. on that. Okay, or if you think of one in the next <laughs> few minutes, let me know. Okay. You just like running by yourself, is that yes, it? Yes, that's it. That's good. <laughs> well, you're basically famous. <laughs> so, finish this sentence, question two. So, five years from now, I want to be. Still running. Still running. Good one. Getting your second marathon majors medal? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Question three. What is your favourite type of workout? Oh, definitely just a nice, long, slow run. Yeah. Get, get in the zone. Get in the just, zone. And just chill. Yep. yep, love it. Question four. What is your favourite post-race beverage? Probably Coke. Bit of coke, yeah. yeah. Very nice. The sugar. Yeah, just a bit of sugar. Yeah. Yeah. Good for what ails you. <laughs> I love. It. Um, question five is: So, which side of the debate are you on here? Headphones or no headphones when you run? Headphones. Headphones. And okay. So, what kind of? What do you listen to? Podcasts, music. Just music. Of, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Do you, anything you want to tell? Who, who do you listen to? I like to get a. Is there anything in particular? Or? No, I have songs, and some songs I'll just keep going back to them. And at the moment, it's Amy Shark. Oh, cool. And so Amy I'll Shark just keep rock. going back. Yeah. Back. back. Especially and in the last few kilometres, I can listen to a same song for that's funny, 10 Ks. Yeah, I have. Um, just repeat, repeat. I have, a, I have a Spotify playlist for music. Oh, so I, do, I don't all. I generally do music on my. Um, I'll, do, I'll listen to a podcast or something on my long runs and I, I'll listen to music um, sometimes on the shorter runs and I like to have, on Spotify you can get these playlists that have like like a 180 tempo so you can actually like, run to run, it run yes yeah. I've it, heard that that if you're running to two slower songs or something you'll drop your yeah, cadence to that sort of it's really good pace. so if, if I'm going out to do yeah like a 5 yeah. or a 10k like reach you don't have to be running heaps quick, but it does. It's it's really yeah. good, you know, up tempo. It's kind yeah. of yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, Annie, thank you so thank much you, for your time, and um, thanks for the session this morning. I, I think I'll be we'll, a little bit. We'll sore. see you out again. I I will endeavour. I've got. I really have no excuse. Oh no, I mean I've got plenty of excuses, just, but I shouldn't really Three use in any. Yeah. <laughs> Are there, but look, everyone's got their challenges, and I just need to set the alarm a bit earlier, or you know, <laughs> and uh, it's so easy just to go back to bed though. And it so, is, it is. Yeah. But um, no, well, good luck in Tokyo and I look forward to hearing you. Tokyo, go. yep. And yeah. then London. London. And then you get that medal over yep. there. That's a good place to finish it. I it think. is. It's yeah. going to be epic. Yeah. Is Mark going with you? He's not. No. He's going to Tokyo. Yeah. But I'm going with Laura. Oh, who, cool. Yeah, Laura Jones to Lovely. London. She's running it with me. Oh well, cool. I can't wait to see you uh, get that get medal. medal. Yeah, I'll I'd, be wearing it. Oh, I'd be wearing <laughs> it constantly. Yeah, yeah. Well, all right. I'll see you later. Bye.
Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed my uh, conversation with Annie today. Um, it was a really good chat. She's a very um, uh, knowledgeable athlete and she's done, she's accomplished so much and I really look forward to uh, seeing how she goes with her marathon majors attempt. And so maybe when she comes back from London, we'll get her on the podcast again. Um, before I let you go, I've got a couple of little things I wanted to talk about. Um, your mental health check today. I'm going to be on doing this every week and just a little quick mental health check. I didn't do it last week. So obviously going, going to the Beyond Blue website, there's a really great page on there called Personal Best. And you look at supporting yourself because we've got to support ourselves before we can sometimes support others. And um, there's a really great article on there that I think that, um, that I got a lot out of and I think that some other people might get a lot out of. I'll share the link to it on my Facebook page. Um, and it's an article called Challenging Black and White Thinking. And so basically what that's about is, um, you know, getting rid of that all or nothing thinking that, you know, either I do really well on this test, like get I either ace this test or I drop out. Like that's black and white, you know, that's sort of black and white thinking. Um, and sort of t talking about our cognitive behavioral therapy, which is an option if you want to go through a psychologist, which is absolutely a fantastic idea. And um, that gives you three steps for challenging your black and white thinking. Whether you're, I know I'm a person who's guilty of that. Most humans are at some point. And so, um, you know, the first step would be to reframe your thinking, you know, catch yourself in the middle of a thought and challenge whether it's true or not. And um, so like, are you really a terrible person or a terrible partner? Does your boss really hate you? Um, you know, something like that. Or you might want to think, now my boss doesn't need to constantly reassure me. She'll tell me if there's an issue. So that's an example of reframing your thinking. Number two is um, words like never and every are not helping you. Catch yourself using these absolute words and rethink of them as sometimes or every now and again. So then we're not speaking in absolutes. And the third thing that we talk about to challenge this black and white thinking is to acknowledge and accept that life is filled with uncertainty. Now, you don't have to have all the answers all the time. It's completely fine to say, I don't know, I need to think about that some more. So that's my little mental health tip today. Um, this, I'm not a psychologist, I don't pretend to be a psychologist, but I'm just sharing information that's out there on the internet. And hopefully if you're having trouble, you can call, you can check out the Beyond Blue website, beyondblue.org, or you can give them give them a call if you're feeling low, one 224636 And um, yeah, and obviously if you want to learn more about cognitive behavioral therapy, there's links on the Beyond Blue website, or I'm sure you can find a psychologist. I've done it before uh, in my life. Very interesting thing to learn and very useful. And of course, it's as always, if you're feeling low, sometimes going for a run can really help. Running is awesome. It's not the be all and end all. It is a very useful tool for managing depression and anxiety and other uh, mental health conditions, but it's not the only solution. There are other options. Sometimes you need more help. And um, so, yes, so no shame in asking for help or offering someone help. So yeah, that brings us to the end of the episode. Don't forget, before I go, I have an ongoing uh, promotion with Infinite Nutrition. Okay, check out their Infinite website and you can purchase their custom made formulas or their, their pre-mixed formulas and you can get, I think it's a 10% discount if you put in the discount code DRU into the, um, the discount code box when you go to the checkout and it's a really awesome option if you like, if you're training, especially for the longer distances, um, if you're you know above half marathon, but basically they've got stuff that will work for any distance. Um, so definitely check them out. They're a great company, really great people to deal with, and their product is is top notch. All right. So until next week, uh, happy running. See ya.